Are you well, Park Grimes? Not too bad now. Outside of the obvious coolness, absolutely Baltic. I said to you just before we jumped on there, it was that cool this morning. The gates, the security gates to the gym, which is a business park, so there's a couple of other businesses in here, froze shut. Jesus. I was sitting in in the gym. I walked up because I'm only a walk away, and it it would take longer to defrost the car than it would to walk up. So I walked up, and it was lights on, 6 a.m., first session, strength at 6.15, five booked in for it. And it was about 20 past six. And I was thinking, Jesus, where is everybody? Was the, I know the frost was bad, but surely one of them was up early to defrost the car. And <laughs> somebody, one of the boys popped their head and said, Park, uh, the gates are closed here. Walked out and there was a backlog of about seven cars all the way to the wee mini roundabout because they were trying to turn into closed gates. So let's say uh, we're not built for this sort of cold. We're not one of the one of the members of this morning here was saying where where have all the men gone? Where where have all the men gone? You aren't you aren't fit for this weather. And I said, Well, first of all, that's probably not politically correct statement, so you can't be saying that. Uh, second <laughs> of all second of all, it's just fucking freezing. Ways up. Like <laughs> I would nearly I would nearly take the take the shirt off his back. It was that cold this morning. We can't <laughs> handle extreme cold and we're shocking bad at when it's over about twenty degrees hour. I think our our sweet spot is about 11 degrees and dry. Aye, but we're, we're essentially wet animals in this country. Like we're just, we're just used to being wet. Any, big tem- any temperature changes <laughs> just messes with us, but we can handle being wet and miserable and that's about it. The only thing that is a bit of a godsend is it's not raining because if it was raining, it would not rain. It would snow and then we would all be caved in. But. The one thing about the weather, it does make it feel all the more Christmassy, doesn't it? I like it. I was hoping you would go there now. Aye, today's podcast is about Christmas and the impending chaos that is coming at us at the end of this month. So, again, we haven't got a topic. We're getting very, very slack on getting a topic gathered up for ourselves every Monday. But um, I, I think I wanted to go for Christmas because we are talking about it in the gym this morning, and especially about couple of ones panicking about Christmas presents and that day. And it got me thinking about, like, what is it that Christmas means to everybody and what does it mean to you and, and what do I think about it and what are some of the things you look forward to and some of the things that signify Christmas for you whenever it's coming up? What do you... Christmas what do you, is... Working there. Ah, it's, it's, it's changeable, you know. I think it changes as you get older. It obviously changes as you get older, as you have family, as... It becomes less about you and more about the kids if you have children or, or young ones within your family circle. Or if not, you know, take minus back fucking 10 years and it was just pure party time, you know, yeah. because everyone was off and anyone who it's a good time of the year for people to come home if they're living away. You know, you see a lot of people back from Australia and Dubai and America and Canada and England at this time of the year. It could be the only time of the year when you see them. Like I remember what it have been it was before Caleb was born so six years ago see that December in general like an absolute write off every night <laughs> there was somebody to go and have a pint with and why would you not Hi, <laughs> absolutely it's a good time I think like Christmas is a good wee it's a good wee mini reminder of what life's all about like uh, to me anyway I know a lot of, there's, there's, there's people out there and I know why like People have their different reasons, but there's a lot of people out there who don't like Christmas, and I suppose maybe it's a sad time of year for them, or it's maybe just something they're not they're not looking forward to to facing. But 
for me personally, Christmas is sort of a reminder of what life's all about. It's it's about reconnecting, slowing down, taking time to be together and and not get too caught up in everything that's going on around you. But just appreciating everybody that's in there and appreciate everybody that's still there. I agree. No, you're right. It is. It's just a nice time. It's a nice you thought I was going to say, no, I don't really care about me. No, fuck them. Celebration. I I do enjoy it. I'm not a a Grinch. Like, I'm a proper fan of Christmas. What does sort of annoy me from time to time is the, the, the pressure it puts on people to buy presents and to even go out and, you know, they're putting themselves under financial difficulty because there's expectations that I need to go on my work, do it. I need to meet my friends. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to bring the kids to see Santa every weekend on the way to Christmas. I need to do X, Y, or Z just because that's what you do at Christmas, which is, I think it's, it's tough. And you can, I, I understand why people don't like this time of the year because it puts them in a corner where they're potentially putting themselves maybe into debt or certainly into a, a negative headspace because they can't truly enjoy it for what it is because of the expectations which they've allowed to come on to themselves. I, uh, that's one thing if I, because I, I, I did, I wasn't just going to come on here and like be full of the Christmas cheer. Obviously you have to, you have to tell the but truth. It's not in you. It's not in me. Just to <laughs> not, in me. No, it's not in me. Just to not not have one podcast go by where I'm not grumping about something. I was gonna say I'm not. I'm not a bad humbug, but I'm not. I'm not overly and I'm not overly enamored about the commercialism of Christmas. Um, I would. I don't know the the whole gift giving and gift receiving thing has always felt a bit awkward to me. I don't know why. I don't know what it says about me, but. Um, I, I do prefer the human element of it, the the, the relationship element of it, but the, the consumerism. At, at first of all, I think it's just something that's been implanted for us to to buy into. Like we're like it's it's not come out of it's not come out of thin air. These companies have realized that God, this is a great holiday to get people to spend more money on our products. So let's yeah. get them yeah. let's get them buying the latest toy or the latest brand or whatever. Like everybody has a something that they'll release for Christmas. Like so, all these companies have their their product that they'll release in time for Christmas, and I that that dampens the mood for me a wee bit, and I do find sometimes getting a wee bit disillusioned. Where I think have have we lost the run of ourselves here? Where it's um it's all about nearly proving that you're having a great Christmas by like, and I've seen it on social media in the past, and I read a great post about it where just reminding people that. It, all the pictures you put up of your the kids' presents lying all over the sofa and lying all over the, the living room. Just remember that there might be families and kids seeing that that maybe don't have as much money as that there to be covering the whole place with, with toys. And it might just pull away from their Christmas. And it's not, I suppose it's not up to everybody to think about what everybody else is going to think of their Christmas. But I don't know. I think sometimes... Well, it's counterintuitive to the whole idea of Christmas spirit. If you're sort of rubbing it in someone's face that, can't can't afford that what on the topic of presents i me and han sat down yesterday and did the the christmas present shop i thought we don't really have too much to get and then boom 500 600 pound later gone which is crazy it is it is mad like it, it honestly is and like we've agreed to get ourselves a pair of trainers each that we both needed that's it that's all we're getting for each other and i know like there's couples there that'll be spent and like like that could be 
that 600 that we spent on everybody's presence and that's everybody like all yeah. extensions of family and they could spend that on one kid podcast co-hosts included hi yeah you're getting a <laughs> uh and i say wax fear for your head there make it even shinier <laughs> what a day uh, what am I getting? No, I get, I get you completely. Like, um, it doesn't belong totting up, and doesn't belong, and it, it's not what it's about. Like, and it, even that, even that terminology, like somebody, oh, don't bah humbug your your anti Christmas. I'm not anti Christmas at all. Like, it's where is this idea? If you follow the thread back, where was this idea of presents and and spending money and gifts and consumerism? Where would where did that originate? It didn't come from Coca Cola, the hound dogs. Hi, it didn't come from any age-old tradition. It was handed down from from our ancestors. Like it wasn't the three wise men bestowing myrrh, frankincense, and uh, whatever the other one was. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Read your Bible, big lad. Aye, first testament. <laughs> but He's, I I, I think an interesting thought experiment around Christmas and the buying culture of Christmas and everything is to uh, look at what the kids are asking for because surely there's a like we as parents and there'll be people listening to this that aren't parents but maybe they can think about their younger siblings or friends who might um be talking about this but what your kids are asking for how have you influenced that like have you made a rod for your own back by by them asking for a fucking ps5 like or do you have i i can't remember if i've said on the podcast but i think i've told you what what my ones have been looking for have i what's that so, our house is massive fans of Bluey. You know the cartoon Bluey? Yeah. Brilliant show. Best cartoon show. It and head, okay? But there's an episode on it where uh, they're playing with a sticky gecko. The whole episode's about the sticky gecko. Bluey's younger sister, Bingo, fires it up on the roof, and it's 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 there for the whole episode, and at the very end it drops. So, Caleb wants a sticky gecko. That's it. He wants a sticky gecko for Christmas. Sad. <laughs> ADP for a sticky gecko. That's his Christmas complete. Like he'd be delighted if that's that's it. That's all he's wanted. You know, people have probed them. Do you want this? Do you want that? Nah, just give me a sticky gecko. And Evie wants a pavlova. There you go. That's dessert for Christmas Day sorted. That's it. <laughs> and and anything else? Nah, just pavlova. Like that's and that. What do you think, Lucas? You'd get nothing. He's only a baby. You don't need anything. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> so I feel like. I'm, quite, <laughs> I'm happy with that. I feel somewhere along the line I've done a good job that that's all they want to ask for because they have everything else that they feel the need. Now, maybe when they're a bit older, they'll have grander requests, but I would like to hope that every year moving forward that they'll always feel like they've got what they need and anything for Christmas is just something silly. Something, yeah. you know, What do you? What have you got any outlandish requests from your ones? No, nothing outlandish, nothing, uh, nothing crazy. Jackson's looking a skateboard, which I I am predicting a trip to A and E on Boxing Day. But um, <laughs> you, <laughs> for me, probably is right. I remember getting a skateboard when I was younger too, and I swear I never set foot on it. My ass was the only thing that touched that skateboard because I was <laughs> I was so afraid of falling off it. And when you live in the country, there's no flat road to go on. Like so, you're either on a hill or you're in a shock. So <laughs> you're <laughs> you out for the Greencastle 5K unboxing day with a skateboard. <laughs> I was sitting on my hole on this thing, rattling down a hill, scared for my life. The only way I could get off it was rolling off it and just rolling down the hill. Like, but um, no, 
there's something actually I have a tip for parents as well. If if you do find yourself panicking about getting lots of stuff for Christmas and you think it's gonna it's gonna maybe mar the mood of Christmas for you or get you into financial difficulties, one of the things one of the books uh influenced by Robert Cialdini, a very, very good book, and in it he highlights one of the market employees that toy companies do. And based on that, I came up with an idea for basically saving yourself a lot of money and maybe heartache. Basically, what one of the one of the things that toy companies do is they release a toy, they advertise a toy in time for Christmas so that the kids are seeing nothing but this toy, whatever the toy is, the big toy. Um, and what they do then is they restrict the amount that they give to the shops. So whenever the shop, whenever you go to buy the toy, not available. Next time you go to buy it, not available. All sold out. So they sell out very quickly because there's small amounts of them. They do this so that you'll end up buying other toys. It might actually be the shops that do this. The, you end up buying other toys to sort of make up for the fact that you can't get the main toy. Um, then on Christmas Day, when you give the the kids their their toys, isn't the main toy isn't there. Because you've spent all year telling them if you're a good boy, Santa will get you what you want. And then you feel guilty. So you feel guilty that that child thinks, oh shit, do they think they were bad because I wasn't able to get that toy that was much sought after. So come January, you go and end up getting the toy in the toy shop because there's loads of them and they release loads of them then. So then you can get the toy. You've end up spending loads of money on other toys that you had no intention of buying in the first place. So they've won in the end if you've spent loads more. Sneaky, so, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. But a way around that is instead of saying this Christmas list or the Santa list is everything that Santa is going to get you, frame it as this is a list of suggestions for Santa that he can pick from. They So you're not guaranteeing anything. You're saying, look, write down everything you would like there. If you see anything at all, write it down. If it's something Santa can get you, or he'll try and make it or get it or whatever it is, um, then you'll, you're not tied to one toy. So if you can't get that toy, if it's in high demand or it's sold out or whatever, at least you haven't tied yourself to that one thing. It just frees you up a wee bit more if you can't get it or if it's too expensive or it is extravagant, then you're not tied to that thing. You can get any number of other things on the list or, or one or two things from the list and it's not become a burden because the last thing I think Christmas should be for any family is a burden. If you don't if you don't enjoy Christmas for personal reasons or whatever, if there's something that you're not uh, looking forward to during Christmas, that's one thing, but it should never become a financial burden. It should be a time of celebration and, and reconnection and happiness with the family i think anyway tell me this what's your favorite thing about christmas then honestly it's the wee bit of time after christmas dinner now after you've done all the obviously the number one thing is coming down and seeing the kids faces that's magic but see that wee bit of time after the christmas dinner where everybody's well fed the fire's on there's a movie on the tv and it's just a nice lazy haze that's fell over the house and it's just a lovely time like it's a nice time just to sit and take stock like without getting too philosophical like i'm not i'm not going dissecting my whole life in that period of time i'm just things are slow and and that's a deadly feed there class i couldn't i couldn't squeeze one more brussels sprout in there that was brilliant (laughs) what about you see prior to having children we would have always as a group of us would have met on christmas eve for drinks and we would have brought the quizzes and we'd have spent from 8pm to close drinking pints and asking or asking quiz questions and I adored that I absolutely loved it and it was only for probably about 5 years because then people started moving away and having kids and all and that was the end of that but that was 
definitely one of my favorite parts of Christmas for a long time. Now, just the eye, what you said there, just the knowing that you've, you're not getting pulled from pillar to post with work because you're, you're properly switched off and that you can just enjoy the peace that all the, the bells and whistles of Christmas gives you because the children are distracted a little bit. On, on that note of you know loving the kids' reaction, it was either last year or the year before we got we got a like a whiteboard slash chalkboard and we thought they're gonna love this because they asked for something like this and set it up the night before and really expecting like to be blown away by the fun that they were gonna have as they as they played with it went down told them about it like they seen it and then they just went straight over till the bo- the empty box that it was in and started fighting over who could use the box as a fucking uh tank or something stupid like that <laughs> you can very easily you know our expectations and of what is coming just the reality of it didn't meet they didn't care a, a jot about what we got them until after the fact that can that can be something that is uh i think it maybe the older the kids get or maybe even for you can remember this yourself. There's a the expectation of what's to come often was more exciting than actually what came. Aye, no, hundred percent. There's there've been years gone by where all all they've been talking about is a particular toy, and we put in like a bit of a stocking filler as well. And the stocking filler is getting all the love. Like it's just it was just an afterthought the stocking filler, and you're thinking this was your main present. It was the most expensive thing there and it got two seconds and next thing you went to the wee bag of chocolate coins that was in the stocking and it was like, oh my God, I've got chocolate coins. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, breakfast is now chocolate coins. That's all right. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. I, like, again, sometimes we make a rod for our own back by, by placing unreal expectations on certain things. One of the things I wanted to chat about because we went to see a Santa yesterday. It was only a wee, uh, one of the local uh, eatery um, but one of the things that I, I wanted to get across in this, and Shannon will back me on this because she's written an article for the paper on something like this, is for parents to resist the urge to use Christmas and the festive period and Santa and the elves, resist the urge to use that as a behavioral modification. Tool. Funny, I was going to say that just because you mentioned it a, a little while back about I'd be good for Santa or else. But yeah. I, you know, sometimes it's outside of your own control because like we purposefully don't do that but the kids yeah. are picking it up from their friends and in Absolutely. school Caleb gave Evie the wildest smack in the nose yeah, or on Sunday we were we were sorry on Saturday going till uh, the almost in the end is Winter Wonderland on Saturday yeah. afternoon and Caleb just fucking nailed Evie in the nose and the tears were up and Evie says I'm going to tell Santa and then he almost got so upset because nah I'm on the nice list and she yeah. said, well, he's going to put you on the naughty list because you didn't even say sorry. And he goes, ah, but sure, he knows. I know he sees everything. He'll not care. He knows. <laughs> you know, and this <laughs> went on and we had to sort of sat him down and say, don't worry, you're, you are a lovely boy. You're caring. You're, you're fine. Sometimes you just do silly things, but you don't, you know, it's, it is, it's a, a very easy trap to fall into that anytime they the annoy you, you say, ah, oh, geez, watch out. Santa will not get you what you want. You'll be a bag of coal and an orange. Well, we went and Santa was there and one of his lanes, because we were, we were eating there as well and he used it with every 
couple of wins that came up um, as well. Right now, you're on the nice list, but there's still time. And I, 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 I cringe. I cringe when he said it to us because we've always told her that the naughty and nice list is something that just parents have made up. It doesn't really exist. So when it came out of Santa's mouth, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, how am I going to explain this one now? Because you don't, you don't want to use one of the most magical times in their lives as a behavioral modification tool. You don't want to instill any fear that they're not going to get what they want. If you can't get what they want, that's fine. But don't don't take some of the magic away from Christmas. Don't blame Santa. And these elves that came in too, the elf on the shelf, you, you've got one of them, have you? No, not them. We have. We have. We've got it eventually came in again, just through school. Um, all the ones in school had one, so we got one. But we're using it as a bit of crack. Like, we're not... We're not using it as a always oh, there to keep an eye on you from Santa. Yeah. It's um every time every morning we get up, he's done something funny, he's done something silly, and it's, he's just there because we're the most fun family in the street, and he wants to stay with us. And Santa sent him to have a bit of crack in the lead up to Christmas. Just all uh, about the elves there. When we we were going through the thing, Assy, there was a couple of cheeky elves, and they give the kids snowballs to fire at the elves. Luca hung on to the snowballs till he got the Santa and then started pelting him with him. <laughs> <laughs> I love Luca. Luca's a savage, you know. Santa didn't, <laughs> didn't know what to do. Eh? Why is this, this 20 month year old child not coming near me but stanting and firing snowballs at me? He knew the range. He knew his range. I'll say out of arm's length, but I'll, I'll whack him. Yeah. Whack him with the, the Christmas or the snowball. Tell me this. A um, couple of wee short questions about Christmas, too. What's the best Christmas sweet? Like, so if you're to pick a box of sweets, celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was absolutely shattered one evening last week there, and I lay on the sofa after work at about half nine, and there was a show on about Christmas chocolates. Just when you asked this, the evolution. Now, this is super boring and nerdy, but it was talking about how it started off with sell- or, uh, Quality Street, and then Roses came in. And then in the eighties, after it took a hold of the market, and then Ferrero Rocher in the early nineties, then selection boxes maybe, yes, and celebrations on miniature heroes. And really? I was just sort of talking about how it's a massive, massive industry. Like a lot of the, a lot of the confectioners make the most money in in December just because of these selection boxes. But back to your original question, I would say I'm a roses man. You're a roses man. They, they're Cadbury's, aren't they? Cadbury's yeah. roses. I, I have to agree with you. Anything that's Cadbury, so I wouldn't be, I'll be partial to the miniature hero as well because you can get the dairy milk just in there as well. Um, But you know what? I have to say, my heart always lifts wee but when I see a box of celebrations coming into the house because I know them Maltesers and them Galaxies are going to be unreal. Like. Yeah, the mini Galaxies and the Maltesers are the ticket. All right, but I think as a, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to chocolates at Christmas although hey I never even would have counted after rates in Ferrero Rocher so if anybody's no. bringing the goods there I'm all over it matchmakers are now you've got your Raffaellos in there too you get the wee box with all the different types in the Raffaellos or something else you're getting very high end I know sorry about that um, have you ever been up to the Christmas markets up in Belfast I have alright I've also done a bit of international Christmas marketry alright then calm down where are you <laughs> Just sort of swinging there. I it means, was. Uh, it means he's gone across the border. He was down to Dundalk. Christmas <laughs> the the Monaghan <laughs> Food Festival there at the weekend. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> no, we uh, we did Berlin on Prague markets. Oh yes. Yeah, in in the past life, 
with no kids. Well, Unreal. Berlin was sensational. It was uh, it was just so good. It was just class. Like the Belfast ones are nice, but maybe you're overexposed to them because we've been a couple of times and you sort of get the novelty wears off. But uh, I I do enjoy the the old big kegs of beer, the big what are you tankards and it Tankard. freezing and those pastry, the mad pastries with uh, cronuts and stuff. Class, love it. All right, what about mulled wine? Mulled wine or eggnog? Would you be able mulled wine or eggnog, man? Uh, I'm not a fan of mulled wine, and I don't know if I've ever tasted eggnog, so I'll I'll go with eggnog because it's just cream and that creamy stuff, like creamy. I I'm in the same boat. I've never had an eggnog, but I've always wanted to try it. Um, mulled wine is fine for a glass, but any more than that, there you're hot you're... whiskey's the one in the cold. Now That's... we're talking. Yeah, mint spice. You're a big mint spice. Love them. Man. Love them. Love them. Yeah. I can't get my head around people that don't like them. I don't think. I, I think if someone doesn't like a mince pie, it's just because they've never had one. They just I, don't, they don't like, like the look of them. Yeah. I think a lot of people who've never tried a mince pie think that it's actual mince. And, <laughs> Carrots and, and mince. And I, mince, <laughs> minced fruit. Minced fruit. I, I'm the same with the mince pies. I like one of them, but after that, they're, uh, they've lost their they've lost their appeal to me. What about Brussels sprouts? Yeah or nay? Ah, I could, I'll eat them if they're on the plate, but I wouldn't cry if they weren't. Christmas pudding? Love it. Are you traditionalist when it comes to the dinner, turkey and ham, or would you go anything different? Nah, we, uh, yeah, I stick stick turkey and ham. Not a massive fan of turkey, but for for the, the day that's in it, I'll stick to tradition. I once trained a guy who, every Christmas, they had fillet steaks. For Yeah, uh, I've heard of ones doing that as well. We'd actually talked about doing that the year before last, and I ended up going for steak on New Year's Day. Got a yeah. big uh, tomahawk. Oh, that yes. was the one. But you were in Joe Rogan territory now. <laughs> Pantomimes. I, uh, not, wouldn't be for me, nah. Wouldn't be for me. Have you ever taken the kids to any of them yet? Uh, we took them to one last year, but they're too young to really oh, enjoy it. didn't. <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh yes we did nah, uh, not for me no I like them I have to say like I like the likes of pantomimes and musicals and shit like that there I didn't think I would ever I, I do like a good musical the Book of Mormon is one of the best things I've ever sat through in my life but for the most part nah that's cool Um, I, I tried to get them to Book of Mormon when we were in London but we never we never got tickets Christmas specials What's the best TV Christmas special you've ever watched? Father Ted. Father Ted Christmas specials. Just the standalone. It's so <laughs> good. Getting lost in the lingerie section. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I have to agree. That's, that was an epic one. That was an epic one. But um, I do like I, lo- I like I like the effort that or the shows go to for Christmas specials. And it's because they're aware that you've got the downtime to sit and watch something that's maybe a little bit longer. But nah, I'm all I'm all over that. Will we do a podcast Christmas special? I think so. I think we should. What is day? This should... <laughs> is this it? Is it? <laughs> we re- no, we record on a Monday. And what is well, Monday? Will be Boxing Day, or Monday will be Christmas Day? How long? No, Boxing Monday's day. Boxing Day. Right? We're going to do our live one, aren't we? We are. Uh, we need to put together details for that. The week between, isn't it? Yeah, the details will be. It'll just be in this room that I'm sitting in right now, probably, and just us. <laughs> we'll be sitting together with kids. With kids running around, probably. Yeah. 
complaining about their Christmas presents. <laughs> Why <laughs> I only get a sticky gecko? The fuck's a sticky iguana thing about? It? It's not even... <laughs> what? Where's the rest of my Pavlova dad? <laughs> what? Thinking back to when you were a kid, what was the best Christmas present you ever received? What do you, is there anything that stands out that you remember that was that was the pinnacle of Christmas presents for me? Not, not. Uh, there's one Christmas in particular. Like we used to get a big black bin liner full of stuff. And thinking back, we got far too much. Like, oh my word! There's because there's five in my family, and we all had the bin liners of full of stuff. And I don't know why this single one is the only one I can really remember. I got up while early, and <laughs> this will sort of show my age to to an extent. I got a. E17 Christmas special VHS. <laughs> wow. And, and on she went. Stay another day playing in Motor Road Barra about quarter past six up full blast. And oh, I think we should just end there. That's <laughs> right I try there. and find, find that song to put it. Actually, I want to ask you what your favorite Christmas song is after a wee bit. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I got, I got two other things that really stand out. Teenage Mutant Ninja the Hurdle uh, slippers. Oh, yes, right. And a punching bag. Not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Just a standard punching bag. And you know what I did? I racked my hand on the punching bag after maybe like three punches. <laughs> so I hid one of the bolts so that it wouldn't stand up properly, so that I wouldn't have to do any more punching. <laughs> Oh, there's your old boy trying to toughen you up a wee bit, getting you a bunch of Exactly. That's exactly 100%. Where's, where's Parik? He's over there huffing on his slippers because he lost one of the bolts for his punch bag. <laughs> He's just got listening to E17 there. Crying himself to sleep. <laughs> uh, what about you? I remember one year, remember Teletext was a thing. If you're yep. a younger listener, you might not know what Teletext is, but... Most of our listeners should be around in the same age, surely, as us, because who the hell else would listen to us? But Teletext used to be this thing where you could put on something on your TV and you put in these three numbers and a page of information on something would come up. We found this page that had a phone line for Santa. <laughs> we didn't read the wee writing at the bottom. So me and my mate were in primary school. We ran upstairs into his mom's bedroom because it was a phone beside their bed. And we spent the guts of an hour ringing Santa I, I, it nearly sounded like a hostage negotiation because we we told him we were under no uncertain circumstances was he to come near our house unless he had Street Fighter figurines for us. Um, <laughs> and we spent an hour making sure that he got this. And I have no idea how many times we phoned that number, but we ran up the mother of all phone bills. So Bridget Conway, if you're listening to this here, myself and Paul are very, very sorry about that uh, all these years later. But it did work. We got the street fight, the street fighter figurines. So that was one of the best uh, Christmases because I felt like I'd actually spoken to Santa and put my request in verbally, and then it actually come through as well. So yeah, bar that there, the Nintendo sixty four making an entrance into my house, but that was that was a few years later. Um, it was many an hour, many a good hour spent playing wasted um, Mario. Oh, I wasted surely. See, I would have got I would have got the PlayStation for my birthday in November, and then Christmas was a top up. Yes, games. Games. Yeah, so right, do you have any other wee bits there? Or do you, no, could no. You, could you pin your colours on a Christmas song? I'm, yes. I do, I like an, I like an oldie. I like 
Let It Snow. I like Let It Snow, the original. Um, I like, I like, I like uh, Fairy Tale in New York as always. Like, I love it. I put it up full blast every time I hear it. But I do like one of the, like the oldies, Let It Snow and Have Yourself a Merry Little you're Christmas. A crooner. You're a crooner at heart, aren't yeah, you? I'm, I love a bit of that there. Like, what about you? Jonah Louis, Stop the Cavalry. It is really? the one. <laughs> you'll know you'd know it as soon as you hear it it's the trump it's like the trumpets at the start yeah that is the ticket there best christmas song bar, bar none i thought you were gonna go with e17 there considering the, the it's history top, of the it's, it's top five e17 it is for sure but nah i i would nearly put money on the fact that you've got that coat the big that big white <laughs> big white coat in your wardrobe and you yeah. just break break that bad boy out for christmas day every christmas every christmas brilliant Christmas film, what's yours? Best Christmas film. Like the one, not the, I don't know. I See, Christmas song and Christmas film, I don't know if I can nail down a best. It's just that whatever mood you're in at that time, I love a load of them. Uh, same with Christmas films. I love Elf, but I would probably tie, I'd probably pin me, ah, I'm going to go Home Alone. Yeah, I, said, I think it's between them two, really. Like It, it is, there's a, there's a general consensus that it's one of those two for me as well. And I know, I know my brother absolutely adores It's a Wonderful Life. And I was just thinking that. I was just I've, thinking. I've never, I've never watched it. I'm, Brilliant uh, movie. Yeah, he, he raves about it every year. And actors loads, like Mids, what do you call, uh, one with the three ghosts. That's a good one. Screw, oh, what do you call it? Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge. Bill, Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, they get, the kids watched The Grinch there the other day. Um, they loved it, um, but they were going to watch Home Alone. I said, now, if it's a choice between The Grinch and Home Alone, watch The Grinch, because I want to watch Home Alone with you. <laughs> back. Uh, Home Alone, I think. People try and argue that Die Hard's a Christmas film. It's just a it's a film that was set at Christmas. It's not a Christmas film. I think Die Hard's a Christmas film for people who like arguing that non-Christmas films are Christmas films. Just That's all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's the only way you're convincing me there. I'm surprised you're not arguing about that. Ah, well. <laughs> What would your tipple of choice be if you were heading for a wee drink? Would you just go stick with the stout or would you change up your drink at Christmas? I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. I just, uh, we were, we had a an, an pizza night for the gym there last Thursday, which I invited you on and you snubbed me, whatever. Not having, not having grudges. What? There's a list of things gathering that you've snubbed me on so far as well, but. I can handle you in small anyway, doses. Anyway. 45 ounces is about all I can stomach. <laughs> Podcast the week's all I'm getting out of you. <laughs> nah, a, a pint of Guinness, a high stool, and a fire. That's it. I'm simple. I'll enjoy it. Shannon, Shannon has a tradition with her mum. They have a wee Baileys, um, and they've done this for years. They have a wee Baileys on Christmas Eve, and they open one present. Um, it's use of Christmas Eve boxes. No, what's we that? Have, we have, it's just a box that's got like an empty box. An empty, a wooden box with the engraved, your name engraved, Happy Christmas, whatever. We have that. That's a tradition that we have in our, our little family. It's just. What's, what's in it or what's. Generally, it's a, a book and like sweets. Oh, it's very nice. A book for the kids. You we usually get like a personalized book made for the kids. You know, one of those, like Caleb had the Paw Patrol one and, you know, Evie had a, like a, visiting Lapland one that she's the main character so usually one of those some sweets and um and main hands a couple of couple of drinks too that we can enjoy on christmas eve they're good i like i like that that's that's one part of christmas the christmas eve box replaced the christmas eve paint <laughs> so at least we're still, <laughs> still doing something nice on christmas eve well there's if, if i can if i can encapsulate this episode and the one thought it would be don't 
get caught up in everybody's else, everybody else's idea of what Christmas is or meant to be. Maybe look about starting your own wee tradition for your family or for yourself or for your friend group or your circle or whatever it is. And don't get carried away by the consumerism, the commercialism, unless that's your thing. Of course, if it makes you happy, go for it. But yeah, make it personal to yourself because it's it's a it's a time of year where we get a wee bit of time off work maybe and get together and slow it down. So make sure that you make the most of it and have fun. And what is it? Uh, right, Christmas and that. ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 jingle bells and all that there. I was going to finish with a wee line there. I says, no, I'm not going to sing now. If there's two minutes left in this thing, I'm not going to sing and bomb the whole thing. I don't ruin the podcast. So <laughs> that was nice. That was. I wanted to talk about AA and you poo-pooed me. But we'll make them back. You've gone down a complete fucking rabbit hole. This AA. Every message I get from you is, comp- is now I know that you're not messaging me anymore. It's just, <laughs> I've just it's hooked up on AA. Uh, yeah, deadly. Don't even have to chat to you anymore. <laughs> this the image that you see now will soon be an AA one and I'll have my voice all hooked up and everything I'll just be I'll be tipping away down the gym and my <laughs> AA generated persona will be taking the pod maybe people start listening then <laughs> right. well here happy Christmas happy Christmas everyone will be on again before Christmas but uh all right. It is. It's a busy time of the year, so if you miss a few episodes and you're catching back up in the new year, that's fine. No bother. Have a great one. And enjoy that weather because it's absolutely beautiful. Good luck. <laughs>